board for uh, how we've encountered your presence already this morning. I don't think it's just me, but there's a stirring in the atmosphere. Presence, the presence of Jesus is so near. Thank you for the freedom that we have in the spirit on a Sunday morning to gather like this, really every moment, every day, but in gathering together with one another, dear Jesus, and to be able to encounter your presence with such freedom we thank you, we bless you, we worship you with all the many different requests and many have been spoken and others have not. We release them to you, but I, I do pray for Julie Gates and, and uh, Shannon Wilson from uh, this church and Sandusky Church on the missions trip. Would you give them traveling mercies? Would you anoint their efforts, dear God, as they're away? And I ask today you'll minister to them as they minister to others. I thank you for meeting with all those who gathered in at Worcester Nazarene Church this week for our district assembly. Thank you that this year, even though it was still kind of limited compared to some past years, people were still able to come together and meet in the house of the Lord for all that you have been doing on the district, for our district pastor, Wendell Brown, how we thank you, Lord. You've ministered so clearly. And so many of us watching online as we encountered your presence, dear Jesus, and, and the camp meeting services, all that took place. We give you glory and honor and praise, Jesus, for you are faithful to every need, every care, every concern. And I add, likewise, my word of petition as well praise for Pastor Scott and his wife and daughter who have come all these miles across the country. And we're asking, dear Jesus, you continue to help them in these days of preparation and adjustment and, and hopefully some break in there too. But God, I pray, prepare the hearts of the people of this church for what you're going to do in and through their new shepherd, leader, rancher, God, anoint and prepare his heart as well. And we're asking in all these things, the work of God will be accomplished in a day and age in which we so truly need the fire of God in our lives and in our churches. And oh God, let this Illyria Church of the Nazarene be a place where people come from afar. They're not even sure why they came, but they're drawn with, with this compelling pull of the Holy Spirit. Bring it to pass, I pray, dear Jesus. Let your glory today continue to saturate this room and our hearts do the work that you want accomplished. We give you praise, and it's in Jesus' name, his mighty name, that we pray these things. And all the people in agreement said, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen. Have you heard about Chippy the parakeet? It's a deeply, deeply theological story. There is some theology to it. This parakeet was peacefully perched in its cage, and on that particular day, Chippy's owner decided to clean the cage with 
a vacuum cleaner. Don't get ahead of me. So she removed the proper attachment and uh, stuck in, I suppose, the crevice tool, cleaning the bottom there. And in the midst of that, the phone rang. And the diversion as she reached for the phone to answer it was just enough to whoop. And suddenly she, the lady realized what had happened and she, she dropped the phone and, and shut off the vacuum and quickly opened up where the bag was and there was Chippy. Still alive, but very dusty and dirty. And a bit of a shock, this lady took Chippy and said, poor bird is filthy dirty, and put the bird under the faucet. Clean the bird off good. And then she realized her little Chippy was shivering. And so she took her to the bathroom and got the hair dryer and blew that poor bird till every feather was dry, and then put Chippy back in the stunned state that Chippy was in, in the cage. And uh, so poor Chippy never knew what hit him. It's actually reported in the newspaper, and some time went by, and the reporter came to do a follow-up story. And uh, so she asked the owner, she said, uh, well, how's your bird recovering? And she said, well, Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares. Can you imagine being sucked in, washed up and blown over without any expectation it would steal the song from the stoutest heart, right? Now, maybe some of you have been through an experience like that or are going through it, where the unexpected of all of a sudden unfolds in front of you. Now, friends, when I was in seminary many moons ago, I sold vacuums, so I can really identify with this story and how easy it is. And the one thing about it and that when I was doing that part-time to support us getting through seminary, we were always dealing with dirt bags. I worked really hard to get that line in. I'm proud of that one. Uh, the thing about that business, though, it's always picking up. <clears throat> There's some others, but we'll just quit and move on to the message. That'd be all right. Okay, this is not going to work to have a coat on today. Either I'm under conviction or it's getting warm up here. <laughs> I'm praying, Victor, it's God's moving. <laughs> Today's message is actually entitled Breakthrough Amidst Great Challenge. Breakthrough Amidst Great Challenge. But there was a diversion as the week went on. Um, 
that I believe there's a word I am to bring to you. And when I say a word, you need to understand that it's not, um, it's fresh bread, it's fresh manna. It's something that I feel like the Lord gave me that either there's all of us or there's some specific person or a few that need to hear this particular word, not necessarily what I plan. So we're gonna follow the Lord's way, okay? And it might change a few things for those who projected onto the screen, and we talked about that a little bit beforehand. Uh, but I take you briefly to Proverbs chapter three, five, and six that most of you are very familiar with it. Yeah. And if you work the caravan, you have it memorized where it does say, trust in the Lord. That's, I mean, that's the bottom line. Trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. And as we're trusting him with all of our hearts, we lean not on our understanding, which is a strong proclivity for humanity to figure it out for ourselves, even though we're trusting in God. So trust the Lord with all of our hearts. Lean not to your own understanding, but in every way, in all our ways, we do what? We recognize his presence. We acknowledge his presence. And in that, it then enables him with our submission to guide our paths or to lead our paths or to make our paths straight. So I just keep that in mind because you see, when we do what God asks us to do, it's, it's a reception of his promise. It's a covenant. It's an agreement. We come into agreement with God Almighty. So if Hebrews 13.8 is true, and it is, it says what? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So as he was at the beginning of time as we know it and creation of the world, he still is and always will be. We can trust him. Matthew chapter 8, 5 through 13. Most of you, again, will be familiar with the story. But I'm going to ask you to listen from your heart, not just your ears today, to what the Spirit says. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. If you study a centurion in the Roman ranks, you know that's an important uh, rank. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Think about it. We read that story. Many of you have taught about it. We're well familiar with it. But he's coming in desperation to this Jew that he has learned is Messiah, Son of God, has recognized that. And in verses, instead of, I'm afraid to lower myself or what will others think, he comes to Jesus and puts his plight before him and said, my servant, folks, this is a quote. My servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Now, some of you have been through experiences where you've had that temporarily. 
Maybe some have partial paralysis now in their bodies. All I know is that when we lose our ability to move and to shift and to handle and to think and all that we are taking for granted much of the time. And so the centurion comes to Jesus and brings this plate and Jesus said to him, interesting now, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, let's pause for a minute. If I had a child at home in this condition, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, such as a centurion described for the servant, I'd be saying, yes, Jesus, please, please, please. 5412 Hayes Avenue, Sandusky, Ohio. We're there, 24, we'll wait until you get, just please come. I'm trying to bring it down to right where we're at, friends. Jesus is that real, he's that intimate, he cares that much. Um, but the centurion replied, Lord, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. And the truth is, none of us do. It's by the grace of God, the mercy of God. But the centurion says something absolutely profound that we need to get today, and somebody in particular here in the house needs this word. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. And he goes on to explain, for I am myself, and my man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and this one, come, and he comes. I say to this servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, pause. In other words, the centurion was saying, I realize you're an authority, that you're running the universe. I, I, I realize, Jesus, who you are. And, and that in my position of authority, I can do, and so I know in a moment, you can do whatever needs to be done. I don't know if that does anything for you, but I get chills in my legs right now when I realize the power of Almighty God through his son, Jesus Christ, and the power of his spirit and his word. So uh, Jesus replies, um, Verse 10, when he heard this, meaning Jesus, he was amazed and said to those following him, truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. That's a statement. When Jesus makes a statement like that, how cool would it be if... Uh, Jesus manifested himself and came through those doors and walked up to one of you and you were, you've been praising me throughout the week, but you've been carrying this burden that you've lifted to me now for a long season of time. And I just want you to know there's no one in Illyria that I, there's no one in Illyria that has faith like you. Would that do something to you? Okay, maybe not. <laughs> Verse 11, I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jake in the kingdom of heaven. And we don't have time to go into the background of that, but that Jesus is setting quite a scene here. Verse 12, but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there is 
there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In other words, those who have been exposed to the message and the word and, and had all of the blessing of what God has brought to them and the promises of under Abraham, from God to Abraham, to that nation, and they'll be thrown out into weeping and gnashing, and that's, this is a terrible uh, reality. But then verse 13, Jesus turns to the centurion and says, Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And a servant was healed at that moment. In, in our minds, if we can just see that servant, however many miles away, that, that servant all of a sudden, the centurion, I mean, all of a sudden, the suffering ceases. The paralysis is gone. Shazam! <laughs> I suppose they had a party and praise God. I don't think they were probably very quiet either. Whether it was knees or legs or the whole body or partial or whatever it was and, and we have the blessing of such science technology today and all these different of benefits and blessings that so many people have that are in those situations, and I praise God for it, but I can tell you in, in that day and age, there was no such thing except from the touch of the master's hand. And by Jesus' word, healing took place, and brokenness changed to wholeness in a second. That's the Jesus you and I serve. Come on, folks. Amen. Okay, that's part one. Here's part two. I think there's only eight parts here. Two parts. Don't anybody get worried. Luke chapter one. Now, taking a leap over we're going to a whole different setting this is when Mary is called by the angel by God but God's angel to carry the baby Jesus ladies you understand in a way that we men can't a story such as this especially at the young age that she was and there's been a lot of different ages thrown out, but we just know she was quite young and probably in her teen years. Luke chapter 1, 39 through 45, at that time Mary got ready and hurried to a town. This is past when she's been called upon to do this. And she said, may it be to me as you have said. So now she's going to visit her cousin where she entered into Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Whew. I don't know if that does anything for you. There goes my chills on my legs again. That's the power of God. She's carrying just the beginning of little Jesus in her womb, and the power of that 
Almighty God, through His Son Jesus, that's available to us today, Ephesians 2. Come on, friends. We get to celebrate this. This wasn't Pentecost, but it was a personal Pentecost for Elizabeth in that moment where the Holy Spirit came and filled her for her recognition. And at the forerunner of Jesus, her child, John the Baptist, leaped in her womb. We're blessed uh, with five children, different ages, different stages, and three along the way. Uh, we lost in first trimester, so we have three in heaven. We are looking forward to seeing someday. I'm serious. I'm so excited. When Jesus takes me home, I get to see the rest of my kids. Woo! Anyway, sorry. I'm getting blessed on something that has nothing to do with this message. <laughs> Jesus, impact and power was already moving. And so Elizabeth, we're going to verse 42. And a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among the women, and blessed is the child you will bear. When John the Baptist leaped in the womb, Elizabeth knew it. And I started to say when Barbara was different stages over those years carrying a little one, and all of a sudden, as the baby would get bigger and bigger, and you women know all about it, and usually later in the pregnancy, I'd hear Barbara go, ooh, she just got kicked by the little girl or boy, or she'd let me put my hand and I could feel the foot and movement and, but John the Baptist leaped. That must have been uncomfortable, ladies, yes. But I think it was a good uncomfortable. Verse 43, but why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Verse 45, Elizabeth saying to Mary, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Friends, my word to us all today is don't let what we see right now make us forget what God has said but God has promised. Now I'm gonna to try to bring this all together before we land the plane, or as we land the plane. It's my way of saying conclusion. If Jesus, as I said earlier, came through those doors today, these doors locked or not, it would be no problem for him, but whatever door he came in, and he came up here and said, I want every one of you to come one by one and talk to me. And he would say something like this. Each of you need a promise today. And I'm going to give it to you right here personally in this manifested form 
so that you will take it the rest of your life and never forget that this very day in August 2021 that you are not alone. So let's talk about your promise and what, so I wonder what one that you would seek out or what petition or concern and, and maybe he'd say, well, do you remember and where I had the Holy Spirit inspire in 1 John 4, 4, where it says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That, that's true for you today, Greg or Mike or Joe. Or that, that, that's, I'm, write that on your heart. Or um, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Don't forget it. So while you're finishing your work here, and that finishing may be decades and decades, but whatever, while you're finishing the work, things are being prepared. Don't forget, come on. Oh, for somebody else might say, uh, nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody else it might be, I will never leave you or forsake you. Others might, and you may have felt such rejection in your life, but I don't reject you. And I don't see you through the eyes of your past sins because those are under the blood, and it does not define you. You are my chosen person child today. The scars that you bear help you understand that that suffering I went through too as well. And some of you might have obstacles that are overwhelming to you, and he'd simply say, well, in that gospel, remember John 16, 33, I have come that you might have hope in this world, or take courage in this world. I have overcome. Now, I'm going to help you overcome, but you have to do the Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You've got to trust me with all your heart. Don't try to fix it yourself, and let's do this together. And the promises would go one after the other, after the other, after the other. I just happened to believe the centurion believed the promises when he came with the request for his servant. Do you? Why would you go to somebody who's a great, drawing all this attention and all these crowds who's Jewish, and you're a Gentile, you're Roman, and, and, and bring your plea, your situation, because... He believed, and Jesus recognized it, and at the close of that passage we read, he said, may it be just as you have believed. Whoa. Do we believe that God speaks to us and that there is a word that we may read out of the Scripture? You may have read out of it this morning. You may have heard in Sunday school class. You may have heard it sung. You may have memorized it in vacation Bible school, whatever the case might be. Nothing's changed. Those promises are real. The enemy's trying to strip us of our citizenship in Christ Jesus. He can't take Jesus from us, but if we allow him a foothold, he'll steal the truth of Christ's promises for us now and get us to live all happy about the promises but not really seeing them fulfilled in our lives. Just a thought. But this gets better. 
when we go over to the Luke account in Luke chapter 1, this one really stirs my heart, and I believe this is for somebody here this morning. I think this is a fresh word for somebody that just needs to be reminded or, or needs to grasp it. When Elizabeth is saying all these things, and my baby leaped within my womb, and, and who, why am I so favored? And she's humbling herself, and she's just overwhelmed at her age. Carrying a baby at her Elizabeth's age is a miracle upon miracle upon miracle anyway, and, and all this is going on, and And she says in what we know as verse 45, blessed is she. Stop for a moment. Do any of you remember the song, Count Your Many Blessings, Name Them One by One? The reason I don't like it is that I could never count them all. No, I do like that song. We are blessed today. We are still allowed to openly assemble and celebrate our faith and walk in Christ Jesus. Do you remember sawdust, any of you, the old camp meetings, the hard chairs? Look what you're sitting on today. Praise God. Beginning of last summer, and we knew it from the year or two before our air conditioner that was old. It had Adam's name on it, so it gives you an idea. This thing was old. And uh, the summer before, a guy came and said, you know, I'll, because I haven't worked on this before, I can, by federal law, I can add the R2, whatever it was, sound like he was watching Star Wars or something, the gas he was putting in, and so he charged it up, and sure enough, by the following year, it would all leaked out, and you're not allowed to have leaks and all this good stuff, and so we had to replace our air conditioning, but meantime, the heat and humidity begins to move in, and even in our small square footage house, there's only so much air movement you can do with fans. And it doesn't even have to be that hot out, but when it gets humid, it gets, you know, sticky, just uncomfortable. So we took, we got estimate after estimate after estimate, finally found a company that we later realized this was the hand of God and, and it wasn't inexpensive, but we knew we had to make that investment. I cannot tell you, this summer is the best summer I've ever had in that house since we lived there now 30 years that thing is so quiet and sometimes it's not even cooling the air it's just dehumidifying the air and we come into the setting like this and I kind of feel like are we getting spoiled or am I getting spoiled not because of the amenities that we have but because maybe we've begun to depend more on ourselves and technology than we are the promises of God. So, we are so blessed, but I think the word blessed 
has a whole different realm that goes far beyond anything I just mentioned. I'm talking about earthly human things. But this is God Almighty's blessing through the voice of Elizabeth over Mary and this overwhelming, awesome task that she's called to carry on. Not just carry baby Jesus, but then his birth and, and his life and, and then seeing him go through death and resurrection and then he ascends and all the different things. And there's at least twice in the scriptures where it says, and Mary pondered, treasured these things in her heart. So, oh, she was blessed. She brought heartache, but it, heartache beyond anything we can imagine. But there was blessed. And, 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 and she's, Elizabeth recognizes blessed is she who has done just like the centurion would do, has what? Believed! Sometimes I preach it better than I practice it. I have to, be, have to confess to you, friends. That's why probably I'm so passionate about it. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would what? Fulfill his promises to her. Jesus, according to the scripture we read earlier, is unchanging. And sometimes he doesn't answer prayers in the way that we want them, we want them answered or in the timing we want answered. But friends, don't let the enemy steal your joy and steal or compromise your promise that God has given you today or has written on your heart scores of thousands of promises in the word of God. You live for him faithfully and walk by faith and declare in Jesus' name. You have to do it out loud. Declare in Jesus' name. Enemy, get thee behind me. I am a child of the king. I live under his tutelage. I live under his covering. I can do all things through him who is my strength. That's Jesus Christ. I can't do it on my own, but by the power of his spirit, I live believing under the covering of his promises. Her name was Shirley. Probably 20 years ago, Shirley and her husband both in second marriages, probably in their 50s at that point. Shirley came from a Christian home, godly parents who prayed for her. Both she and her husband dressed to a T. Every time they came to church and oh, they were faithful. They both had lots of scars from past life and choices and heartache. And Surely, makeup and so forth. And her background and her culture, and she just kept herself to a T. Everything was just... Before... Jesus often takes the prayer of a believing parent 
and orchestrates different things throughout that child's life, even as they go through their adult years. And Shirley found herself as a bartender and all that goes with that lifestyle that ultimately brought her to brokenness and cried out to Jesus. And he gloriously, gloriously not only saved her, but delivered her. And Don, her husband, had a similar, not the same, but other scenarios that had played out. And so time went by and they met each other, moved to Ohio and came to our area. And I tell you about her because of the transformation, because I believe there were her parents who prayed and prayed and cried out to God and they are not seeing anything but held on to the promises of God and, and pressed into his presence. And I, I have to wonder if maybe those parents said, your word says, and we're believing your word for our daughter who is so desperately lost. We're not mad, but we're pressing in, we're believing. And for you, it may not be a prodigal child. It might be some other pain or ache or hurt or need or loved one that you apply this to. There's one thing else I want to tell you about. Surely, I'm not elevating her, but I'm elevating the Lord who is her deliverer and healer and restorer. Every nice makeup and everything else. She had a recognition of the presence of God in the service. Let me say that again. She had the recognition, the sensitivity, the awareness to know God's moving here today. And then when she was reminded of what she once was and now what she is, so many different times during the service, I'd look out, maybe while I was preaching, she didn't say anything but the tears and the mascara running down her face. So God took her pain, brought deliverance and wholeness and healing, and used it to bless scores of other people in our local church, including this pastor. So friend, I don't know what your story is today, but my prayer is that you will take God at his word as the centurion did, as Mary did, and that you'll further marry that with belief. And that you will trust the Lord, not lead to your own understanding, and know that he will bring it all to fruition to guide your path. Could you just bow your heads for a moment? Is there anybody today who would say, Pastor Dave, God's spoken to my heart, and I just want to, I want to be remembered in prayer. There's a tenderness in the atmosphere right now, and I just want to give anybody an opportunity. If anybody wants to come forward to pray, you're certainly invited to do so, but is there anybody who just raise their hand and say, with that, remember me, Pastor Flag. I see you, I see you. Anybody else? I just, I need the touch of God, I see you. 
Yes, I see you. I see you in the back. I see you up front. Thank you. Anybody else? So they've been, these have been precious moments, dear Jesus, and I'm asking that every one of us today would receive your word. It's a different word than had been planned, but a word that nonetheless I believe needed to be released here today. And we can't be the centurion, and nor can we be a modern day Shirley that I just talked about. We can't be anybody else, nor do we want to be anybody else. We simply want to be who you've designed and created us to be in this season of our lives, whether we're very young or middle-aged or up and seasoned in years, whatever the case might be. I'm simply praying, God, move on this house, move on this people, move on each of our lives, and especially these who have raised their hands and with by raising their hands they're saying yes you, the lord has spoken to me today there's something new i need to embrace or there's something i need to confess or there's something i need to shift in my life and lord i'm asking you to do that right now in their lives and all of our lives to the degree that each of us need you but especially to these who have raised their hands and by that are saying they need the hand of God to work in their lives, in their world, in some manner today. And I'm praying, dear Jesus, that there are going to be promises that come to fruition because some people today embraced the Word of God, took your Word. As the centurion said, all you have to do, Jesus, is say the Word. God, I'm praying that through the Spirit of God, your Holy Spirit, you will say the word to our hearts right now. Whatever that word needs to be, you'll say that word as we believe and we will see coming to fruition. Whether it's a prodigal loved one or friend or child or, or a broken body, disease, sickness, heartache from the past or just fear of the future. We release it all to you and ask for the glorious power. Dear Jesus, I pray also for any might be listening later to the recording or maybe here today who would say, I just need to get honest before God and I know there are some things in my life that shouldn't be there and I commit my life to Jesus Christ. Maybe it's a recommitment and ask for forgiveness of any and all sin and iniquity in my life and trust you to come in and forgive me of my sin and I know that you do and I commit to wholly serving you all the days of my life through your grace by faith in Jesus name. So for the greater things that we sang about last Sunday morning, Lord bring them to pass in our lives today. As we go our way, we're going to go rejoicing and praising and thanking God for his goodness and his faithfulness and it's in the great and holy name of Jesus Christ that we all agree together in Jesus name and we all said amen amen so be it in Jesus name let's give him a hand clap of praise Jesus praise be to God amen and amen well have a blessed day and a glorious day in Jesus Christ worship him continue to look forward to seeing you Lord willing, a week from today,